want it to get too heavy and feel really overloaded. They themselves are goth, but uh, their appeal is not goth. Mm-hmm. So you're trying to scout out the middle age, all the... Yeah, the middle age. The uh, girls who were teenagers mamas. in the 80s listening to The Cure. Yeah. You're looking for goth milf action. No, I'm not looking for goth milf. I'm looking for reformed uh, milf. Okay. Oh, so not I'm actually. Looking, what? Not actually. Not goth. M. Just ilf. No. You're looking for gilf. I'm goth. looking for dilf. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's there we go. I'm looking for men in uh, U of M hats. That like the cure. Yeah. Nice. Because uh ex girlfriend in nineteen ninety one was a big fan and they were supposed to go to uh a, a concert for the Wish album. Yeah. That that was yeah, for the Wish album. And she broke up with him uh just two nights before. Mm-hmm. And he uh went with a prostitute. And pretended like that was his girlfriend and has listened to The Cure ever since. Why do you think they broke up? Was he um, practicing his date? He was da- cheating. He was practicing... Oh, okay. Well, I thought it was going to be something innocuous. He's getting a little on the side. From a uh, CCR fan. I thought you were going to say a CEO. Yeah. I don't know. I see. So he was kind of like... He was caught cheating at a CNC Music Factory show. He's being pulled in two different directions. Uh, dated goth rock and then yeah, dated uh, classic rock. Speaking of 1991, which band do you think was bigger at the time? Metallica or Nirvana? That's a good question. 1991? I'm say, yeah, I'm going to say Metallica. Probably Metallica because uh, Nevermind hadn't come out, had it? It had, but it was like September. Oh, okay. But I feel like everyone associates Nirvana, like 1991, with Nevermind and Nirvana in terms of music. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like Metallica was definitely, like, Black Album came out earlier that year, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. And they were already kind of established on, in, like, terms of, like, mainstream rock. This is Dan and David, by the way. We're talking, I guess we're talking rock news off the top again. Yeah. You should just get used to this, I guess. I don't mind talking rock news off the top. Yeah. But maybe by 92, Nirvana was bigger. I don't know. The Cure's going on this tour. Is That's why we're talking about this. It's completely boring. But, uh... <laughs> we're we're kind of... We're, we're fixated on the 80s, 90s in terms of we're music kind of, right uh, now. We're kind of still in uh, shell shock about what happened at the Oscars last night. Yep. Uh, we can't believe that the Oscars didn't cut off a telecast when Will Smith came in with an AR and shot up every comedian he saw. Jesus. You must have saw a different broadcast than I did because... Wearing a fan of the opera costume, no less. Well, the ta- here's what the task force did, which, thank God they were there, because Chris Rock was up on stage again. Will Smith was approaching the stage. They drop a mirror down in front of him. He slaps the mirror. The mirror shatters. And Will Smith evaporates. Yes. Damn. That was some pretty cool shit. That was cooler than most of the movies that came out that were nominated for stuff. Congrats on Brennan Fraser for The Whale. Yeah. Congrats on uh, Baz Luhrmann for sweeping the Oscars, winning in every category for Mm -hmm. Elvis. And then Brennan Fraser came back in The Whale uh, costume. Yeah, and he struck Baz Luhrmann with a steel chair. <laughs> bounced it off his dome. <laughs> but uh, And then Elvis since walked Since Baz out. Luhrmann's not a professional wrestler, he is dead from that chair <laughs> shot. And this whole ceremony was really to just summon... The Undertaker. Uh, well, I was going to say Elvis because he... Uh, Elvis as The Undertaker. He finally made an appearance. He wasn't dead all along. He came back as a late 90s satanic wizard undertaker. Yeah. I'm sorry, everyone listening. We can't get our story straight. Truth is, this is before the Oscars, and uh, this is going to come out after the Oscars, so 
I guess we'll see. We'll see what happens. Do you have a have you thought about what you think will win? What is like the sure shot for best director? Do you think it'll be a a double? We talked about this last week, but uh maybe with less focus. Mm-hmm. And we're clearly exhibiting right now. Uh but mm-hmm. do you think uh in the weeks since we've last discussed you've pinpointed a favorite to win best picture or do you think it'll be a double best picture best director like they like to do every now and then? I don't know. Which, I think it'll be s- probably something um, that no one... It's going to be a my left foot year? It could be. You know, so here's the thing. I watched the other night. Now listen, last week, I would not have made fun of woman talking as much as I did had I seen the movie and known what it was about. That being said, <coughs> uh, kind of a shitty movie. Yeah. Has potential to maybe win though. It does. It, it it seems like the the academy like no brainer choice. Kind of yeah. Now I didn't even know about this movie until like the last couple of weeks since it's been nominated. I saw a trailer for actually it. since you said you were gonna watch it maybe a couple months ago. But yeah, no. The more I think about it, the more I'm like, I think that is it. I don't know. People are always like. It's never the movies people are talking about that win, you know? Right. Coda. No one... Saw Coda. I did. But just because it was nominated. And I actually thought that was kind of a good movie. But not like a culturally impactful movie. So something like Woman Talking, which... um, Do you know what this movie's about? Is it about rape? Yeah. Um, it's like all these women in this Mennonite community. <coughs> yeah, are, what is a Mennonite community? Like, like the the Kirby villain? Yeah, it's exactly like the Kirby it's, villain. It's seven Mennonites talking about when Kirby raped them? They walk around the farm going... <laughs> um, but anyway, not to harvest the green. No. Um, yeah, so they all... It's It also takes place in like 2010. Um, but yeah, Mennonite communities are like Amish. Traditional years of 2010. They're Amish, basically. And, uh, they're all getting like, I was unclear about this, whether it was like cowboys from like Wait, if it's an Amish community, why the fuck does the time period matter at all? I think maybe, I mean, it, it, it's based on something that actually happened. Okay. In 2010. So I guess that's why. But yeah. No, the ladies are getting assaulted in the middle of the night. Pretty horrifying. It's a PG-13 movie. Yeah. Uh, Which also leads me, leads me to believe it'll be Best Picture. Because Coda was PG-13. Um, what else? I feel like a lot of Best Picture winners end up being PG-13. Spider-Man 2. <laughs> uh, <coughs> Journey to the Center of the Earth. The remake with Small Brandon Fraser. Small Soldiers, yep. A Joe Dante figure. That's Joe Dante, right? It is. I, I used to love Small Soldiers. I did too. Have you seen it since you were like a kid? Uh, I want to say I watched it like a couple of years ago maybe. Did it hold up? I feel like everyone I know knows that movie but doesn't. It was okay. No, yeah, it wasn't as good as I remember. Doesn't remember if it was good or not. Obviously, I was really into the toys because I was a child, but yeah. now I'm like less into the toys and I'm more like, ooh, David Cross. Yeah. I remember uh, being shocked, stuffed, shocked Mm. when I found out that the commandos weren't the good guys. (laughs) Yeah, but see, they have the cooler character designs in my opinion. The Gorgonites are the good guys. The Gorgonites are the good guys. The Gorgonites are cool. I don't know what you're talking about. Some of them are cool, I guess. Hey, Noodle. Um, I really liked the guy with the mohawk. I used to quote that movie a lot as a teenager just to like sound like I, the part where it's like just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not real. I think I said that a couple times uh, as a, ga- a gag that no one got. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, basically Radiohead lyric. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, small soldiers, woman talking. That'd be a good double feature. Yeah, you know, 
the Gorgonites are kind of like the Mennonite <clears throat> Mennonites. Well, yeah, that's the th- so yeah. Actually, they're these movies are more in common than I initially thought. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole premise of the movie is they're Major Chip Hazard is drugging and raping the one-eyed. The um, oh yeah, the little guy with like the the four legs and four the legs, thigh one ball. big eye, yeah. Poor guy. Uh no, and rock hands that guy. Um yeah, what's his name? Major Chip Hazard. That's the only name I can remember. Uh, I think Archer maybe is like the main guy, the leader of the Gorgonites. He's the dog guy. Yeah, <clears throat> kind of looks like a dog. A little bit, yeah. He's got like a crossbow and. Yeah. Well, anyway, woman talking, they're trying to decide whether to pack up and leave all the women um, or stay and try to figure things out. And ultimately, they decide they're they're leaving. So it is kind of like a... A rumspringing picture? Well, no, the movie ends right there. Okay. So I don't know what they do when they leave, but... Uh, I mean, the Gorgonites, yeah, they were also, <laughs> they also leave at the end. They sail away on a little boat into the creek and probably, like, get smashed by a tree branch five minutes yeah, later. Probably, yeah, they don't find whatever it is they're looking for, <laughs> for sure. They fall into the water and their battery fries and that's it. Hmm. The coolest part about women talking was that... Um, they use the song Daydream Believer by the Monkees a couple times. Yeah. I like that song. The other one, it's like... Dun, dun. Uh, no, that's uh the the birds. Okay. You're thinking of... um Shoot, what's, what's that song? West Coast Calamities. Yeah, the song... Uh, yeah, they featured... <laughs> Ariel Pink's music is heavily featured when we're talking. <laughs> I was thinking, like, because, I mean, the first time they hear that song is when there's a dude in a pickup truck doing the 2010 census, and he's driving by, he's like, everyone come out of your houses so you can be counted for the census, and he's blasting that song for some reason. I'm like, these people have never heard music in their lives. This song, they're, they're having, like, a free bass and crack type high experience right now. Imagine if it was, like, the first song an Amish person ever heard was, like, Yakety Sax. <laughs> <clears throat> um, it'd be kind of like if they ate a Dorito or something like that would just fuck their whole their body would go into shock or whatever yeah sorry I know that's kind of a meme isn't it something about like if you gave a peasant a Dorito like a 1400s medieval peasant a Dorito like, they like would a, die a snack food they would yeah convulse or something I don't know. Is that true? I mean, they probably were eating also terrible shit. They're, yeah, they were eating. There's they, probably like literal shit in their food <laughs> that they were eating. Yeah, probably. But uh, yeah, I don't know. This movie, the other thing about this movie that people are going on about, um, both pro and against, I'm personally against uh, the muddy, like gray color grading. Yeah, why do like, why is it these days like, if it's a good movie, it has to look like a chore to watch. You know? Yeah. It, it has to look boring and washed out. Yeah. And, so, like, the movie has, because it's based on a true story, like, <sighs> it has the bones of, like, a plot. So, like, I'm following, there is a story. There's a narrative. It's not like it doesn't go anywhere. But it really just uh, is not that, doesn't really justify, like, the craft of filmmaking it's like i don't know it's a movie without anything that people like about movies in it which is maybe partially why i think it'll win best picture i don't know that it's just like well i want to compare it actually to she said another movie i watched you liked she said though right no i just watched it last night but you liked it no okay um, what was wrong with it? So, where Woman Talking was muddy and gray, she said was, I'm blue, da ba dee da ba die. One of the bluest movies since the last David Fincher movie. Actually, no, that was black and white. The one before that. Let's go with that. What was before Mank? Um, Gone Girl? Really? I think so. Huh. Does that sound right? Didn't you do a show? Mindhunter. 
He did do Mindhunter. I haven't seen that, though. I haven't either. I can't get it. I've tried. I can't really get into it. So She Said is also one of those movies where, like, okay, the bones are here. The Harvey Weinstein reporting, the the big New York Times expose about Harvey Weinstein and Rose McGowan, Ashley Judd, Gwyneth Paltrow, a bunch of other ladies who worked for him being assaulted and then being paid settlements to, like, not report it. Um... So basically, it was all the president's men, but less interesting. And you're on record as saying you don't like that movie, so I can't see you liking. She said, "What movie? Oh, all the president's men." Oh, I mean, I should rewatch it. Uh, but. It, I just don't like it as much as Clute or Parallax View. Yeah, that's fair. In terms of like d- movies by that director, but also, and I feel like whenever <laughs> I talk about those movies being part of the, like the Paranoia trilogy, no one understands what I'm talking about. But I do. Okay, you do. Um, Three Days of the Condor. I haven't seen that one, but I know not that's part of it. Oh, it's not. Okay. No, it's Clute, Parallax View, All the President's Men. And All the President's Men just doesn't do it for me like Clute or Parallax View. That's fair. I mean, those movies huh? those movies are, like, totally fictional, too, so they have a little edge in terms of, like, storytelling, I think. Yeah, and it's also just, like, that All the President's Men being a part of that, it's like, it doesn't really feel that paranoid. There are a couple moments where it does, but I guess, like, <laughs> the secret, like secret of nature, the content, like, the whole deep throat angle... The the scene where he's in the parking garage and he thinks he's being followed is the one that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. I don't uh, know. Like, I should rewatch it. I have it somewhere. Uh, but it does feel a bit like every journalist after that movie came out thinks that's them. Mm-hmm. Which is why we get... Well, movie- not since that movie came out, but maybe just since <laughs> actually Watergate happened in itself. They think they're Woodward and Bernstein. Which is why we get movies like She Said where... Well, I mean, it's equally a important story, but like... Yeah, no, for sure. Like, um, but they think they're Robert Redford and Dustin Hoffman? Kind of. They just, you know, there's like no real dynamic between these two reporters. The, they're, they're just co-workers. There's a pretty funny... Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The, uh, I don't know. So the movie has a whole sheen of, like, it's like, the oh, the story is really important, but we're going to present this in the most clownish way possible. Like, there's a scene at the beginning where uh, Carrie Mulligan um, was trying to get in touch with uh, who, Trump, who was not president at the time. It was 2016, but before the election. Yeah. And so they have a Trump impersonator Alec calling her and talking about like the um the Access Hollywood tape and uh some other shit and the movie is very that sucks. Yeah. Where she's like Jeff special guest screenwriter Jeff Tedrick. <laughs> she's like, Well what about those Access Hollywood tapes, Mr. Trump? And he's like, Oh, that's all made up. Uh I didn't do that stuff. It's locker room talk. I'm like, why? Why are we still relitigating this in 2022? Yeah. Like, I mean, I guess it's still relatively fresh, but maybe it's too fresh to really like even make into a movie, you know? Yeah. And then later on, there's a Rose McGowan impersonator who's um they're talking to on the phone. Then Ashley Judd actually is in the movie as herself, and it at the end there's a part where she's like. Because most of the tension in the movie comes from they get in touch with these women, they'll they'll talk about it, but they're like, I don't want to be on record though, because they're afraid of what Harvey Weinstein is going to do to them. Yeah. And then Ashley Judd at the end, in in a moment of like, uh, it's like a just a big moment at the end of the movie. But anyway, Ashley Judd <clears throat> calls Zoe Kazan, and she's like in front of the rest of the editorial team, and she's like, it's Ashley. So she answers the phone and she's like, Miss Judd, how are you? She's like, I'm good. You know, I've talked I'm to good my... being a, mil- a millionaire and all. <laughs> I 
I talked to my legal team and um, we made a decision about the article. And she was like, oh, okay. And what is it? She's like, well, as a woman and as a Christian, I want to go on record. Is it Christian? What the hell? <laughs> and Zoe Kazan is like, <laughs> Okay, thank you. She's crying already. She's like, thank you so much. The whole thing about Rose McGowan was she went on record. Rose McGowan did not go on record. No? She was like, you can use this story in my name, but I'm not giving any quotes. Her thing was, she's like, I've been talking about this for years, so like, I'm kind of annoyed that you're just asking now. Um, So like, I'll cooperate a little bit, but like, too little, too late, basically. So then what's the deal with like her and... uh uh, Ronan R-O-N-I-N Pharaoh <laughs> The 47 Ronan <laughs> Yeah wait, wait, What do you mean? I don't know This is all those pictures of them like Chilling Didn't he like interview her like weeks after the initial story? Oh maybe Um. And then everyone's like Can you believe Ronan Pharaoh busted Harvey Weinstein? Because they do bring up Ronan Farrow a couple times that he's also working on an article for the New Yorker. Yeah. But I think the New York Times one came out first, maybe. It did. Uh, yeah. No, the, his story came out later, but he got all the credit because he's Mia Farrow's son. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Maybe that was part of the impetus for this movie is like we need to acknowledge Ronan, but also push him to the side. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like this story deserved better. It just yeah. like it sounds like they just really just limped it out. They did for sure. There's a scene. So I was thinking about like, okay, Carrie Mulligan's nominated for an Academy Award for her performance in this was movie. Was Judd assaulted by Harvey Weinstein? Um, I didn't know that. I I don't think it ever got that far, but she was put in a scenario in which like it could have happened. I think. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and with Gwyneth Paltrow I think it was a similar situation yeah also Gwyneth Paltrow does not show up in the movie they don't bother with an impersonator for Gwyneth Paltrow for whatever reason but they do um, have her they go to like her house and then her assistant's like okay Gwyneth will be right out and then hard cut to okay so we just talked to Gwyneth Paltrow I'm like so why did you bother with an impersonator for Rose McGowan but I don't know, man. But anyway, so I was thinking about Carrie Mulligan being nominated for this movie. Maybe Rose McGowan's story has been uh, licensed by Ronan Farrow. It's now copyright of Ronan Farrow. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> I don't know. He's got it in the Disney vault. That little weasel. <laughs> yeah, I don't like him. <laughs> yeah, he's, he is like kind of a dork. Yeah. But anyway... um, her performance is one of those that gets nominated because she just like yells fuck a couple times. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um and the scenes in which it's she kind of a better O'Rourke vibe. Yeah, kind of. The scenes in which she does it are kinda like What the What fuck? the fucking fuck? It's like what just happened? I don't know, I'm uh I don't have a whole lot else to say about she said, except there is a Harvey Weinstein impersonator at some point. And you do see him. He comes to the New York Times. Dick? No. That should have been the money <laughs> shot of the movie. His, like, half-fallen-off mm. penis. Yeah, it didn't come up once. His zombie dick? Yeah. You know, if they want to make him look like a is fool... Is that out there? Is there pictures of his dick out there? <laughs> I don't You've think heard so. about it, right? I have heard. <laughs> um, it's, like, pockmarked, and it's got, like, injection spots. Yeah. But, uh... There is a part, yeah, where he shows up. It's at the end. He shows up to the office because he's like, I want to talk about the story. And then Curie Mulligan's like, you know what? Let him in. I'll talk, I'll deal with him. And it cuts to her talk. He's pantsless when he comes up. <laughs> you only see him from the back. You don't see his face at all. He's got like a huge ass. He does kind of. He's, he's got, got a, the uh, Christopher Maloney ass. The actor that you got to play him has like one of those thumb heads. Where it's like perfectly kind of like Steven. Steven? Steven here. Oh yeah. <laughs> um so yeah. He uh she talks to him for like five seconds. You, you don't hear what they're saying, you just see them in a, like a meeting room with his lawyers. 
And then she comes back and they're about to hit publish on the article and she's like, oh yeah, you know, it's exactly what you expected it to be. And I'm like, what, what? Okay, that could have been like dramatically one of the most interesting parts of the movie and you just kind of like brush yeah, over it. Yeah, you could have wrestled them from stopping. Yeah. Could have been a big fight scene over the publishing of the article. He loses, yeah, he comes in and starts he losing his He's pushed out the mind. window. It's kind of like Rude Awakening, the Megadeth album cover. <laughs> yep. He's in a bed. Yeah, he's in a bed for some reason. <laughs> yeah, they, they lock him in the bed, push him out. So anyway, that's uh, that's what I watched this week. Um, and then I'm planning think... to watch um, All Quiet on the Western Front tonight. Oh yeah, I gotta watch that. And maybe The Whale if I have time. I don't know. All Quiet on the Western Front's kind of a tall, tall drink of water. Two and a half hours. Yeah, I gotta make a list of movies I need to watch. Avatar 2. I might go see that tomorrow if it's still showing somewhere. Probably is. But I also feel like there's no way it's as good as people are making it out to be. Yeah. Uh, Same thing with Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. Uh, No, they were both like fine. I mean, Avatar 2 is better than Top Gun Maverick, I'll say that. I want to watch Blonde. Yeah. I like that one. All Quiet on the Western Front, I want to watch. I will watch The Whale. The more distance from that movie coming out, the more I I think genuinely interested I am in it. What, The Whale? Mm Mm-hmm. That I think it might actually be good. I don't know. I don't know. I don't really like Darren Aronofsky. I don't either. I think we've said we've agreed on this every episode. Yeah, he does come up at least once an episode. But rather than talk about this year's Oscars, let's go through the history of the Oscars. Because mm-hmm. I'm kind of interested in what like the worst Oscar-winning movie of all time is. Oh yeah. I kind of want to say Green Book. Green Book was but, pretty bad. A lot of people go for Crash. Yeah, Crash. I've heard. That. I've never seen it, but I I know it's ass. So you're gonna pull up. Uh, you pulling it up year by year. I can't find my phone currently. <laughs> I was gonna pull it up the list of winners. Yeah, that's cool. You know, I was looking at hosts for the Oscars over the years. That could be another. Who's the worst? 1977, I think, was probably the best year. Who was the host? Well, you had four. You had, um, it was like Jane Fonda, Richard Pryor, uh, and a couple other people who I was like, that's kind of dope. Jack Lemmon, maybe? Jack Lemmon hosted the Oscars a lot. Was Close Encounters at all nominated for Best Picture that year? Um, I have no idea. I just watched that movie last night. Again. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, I like when he is touching the potatoes. I like when he scares his family away. That might be the best scene in the movie. Yeah, something about that movie just doesn't do it for me. I, I don't know why. Um, The song is terrible. Do, 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 do. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a baby accidentally. You just... Do, you know. But I, I, I like that movie. I don't know if it's my favorite. I think I decided Jurassic Park is my favorite Spielberg movie. That's a good one. And I like 1941 a lot. Uh, I'm checking out. I I started from the beginning with the Best Picture winners. It's like from the very beginning. Yeah, I mean the first one I've seen is the 1940 winner Rebecca, which uh, is actually a pretty fucking good movie. That was wow. That's a that's a wild year. Then is it how green was my valley? Yes. There were a lot of good movies nominated that year: The Great Dictator, The Grapes of Wrath, um, The Philadelphia Story. Actually, I don't like that movie. I have never seen Grapes of Wrath, so never mind. Just Great Dictator. I'm like, okay, there was some some uh, some heat there. Casablanca won. Wait, what year was Casablanca? Forty three. Um, 
Going My Way when the, the next year. I've seen that one too. I don't really like that movie that much. Okay. 44 was when they were like, okay, only five movies every year. Because before that, it was like 10. Yeah, it's too many. Hmm. All About Eve and American in Paris. Is All About Eve good? I don't know. I haven't seen it. I've heard American in Paris is pretty good. Oh, Sunset Boulevard was nominated in 1950. Love that. It didn't win? No. What, what won? All About Eve. Oh. The fuck is that? Oh, it's written by, written and directed by Mank. Mankiewicz. Huh. Got Betty Davis. Yeah, Betty Davis is kind of, she's a real one. Um, really like the 70s is kind of where we want to start, I think. Ooh, On the Waterfront yeah. won. Whoa, yeah. When what what was the competition against on the waterfront? Uh, a bunch of shit I'd never heard of. Oh, well, Seven Brides for Seven Brothers, one of those '50s Technicolor musicals. Yeah, I'm sure on the waterfront's way better. Something called Marty, Around the World in Eighty Days, Bridge Over the River Kwai, Ben Hur, Gigi. Oh, The Apartment one in 1960. That's a really good movie, actually. The Apartment. Yeah. Have you seen that? No. It's a Billy Wilder movie. Um, maybe I've pitched it to you before. It's where Jack Lemmon um, works at like some big company, and all of his bosses like, in order to get like favors at work, they're like, okay, like we'll move you to this floor, which is yeah, or we'll promote you, but like you have to let me fuck my mistress in your apartment. So he like has a schedule to where who gets to use his apartment when for sex. Nice. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> good movie. I've seen it uh, a couple times at least. Very good movie. Let's gloss over the 60s. Well, I mean, you had some good movies in the 60s. West Side Story. Fucking Lawrence of Arabia. Uh, That beat To Kill a Mockingbird. Whoa, To Kill a Mockingbird was directed by Mr. Alan J. Pakula. Was it? Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't either. Tom Part did. of the Paranoia Trilogy. Yeah. Sound of Music, In the Heat of the Night, which I've heard is a dope movie. I've heard that too. Okay, 69 was Midnight Cowboy. Ooh, nice. Yeah. That's a heater. One of my all-time favorites. And then we're in the 70s. 1970, what one? Patton. I haven't seen Patton. I haven't either. That was up against like Five Easy Pieces and MASH. <sighs> then you got- Five Easy Pieces? Yeah. That came out in like nineteen, because like if it's March nineteen seventy, mm-hmm. it's usually movies covering movies from sixty nine. Was Five Easy Pieces like that early in nineteen seventy? It says it came out in s- September twelfth, nineteen seventy. How is it nominated then in March of nineteen seventy? Um, I don't know. That's so fucking weird. Five Easy Pieces is a very good movie, though. Have you seen it? Mm-mm. It's great. Okay, well, Patton came out... One of out. the best Jack Nicholson Maybe this movies. is covering, like, this is the... Oh, here it is. Year of film release. So... So the ceremony was 71, but... Okay, but wait. What was it going up against? Um, Airport, Love Story, M.A.S.H., Patton. I thought M.A.S.H. came out in 69. I'm confused. No, it came out in 70, in January, 70. 71, we got French Connection. Yeah, I like that movie. What did it beat out? Uh, Clockwork Orange, Last Picture Show. Oh, oh, no, these are some classics. Fiddler on the Roof. I haven't seen Fiddler on the Roof. Neither have I. Then you got The Godfather. I would say, though, speaking of 71. Mm Mm-hmm. French Connection is way better than Clockwork Orange. I have to agree. But I don't I, even really like uh, French Connection that much. But I might like Last Picture Show better than both of them. Hmm. Well, then we got The Godfather. Then The Sting. Ooh, I love The Sting. That that beat uh, The Exorcist. The Sting beat... Wait, The Sting won Best Picture? Mm-hmm. I'd say Exorcist is better than The Sting. Well, what else was in the running? Uh, no, what did God, well, I mean, maybe we're dragging this out a little bit more, but what would the Godfather beat? Cabaret, Deliverance, and a couple movies I've never heard of. 
Deliverance rules. But Godfather is definitely better than both of those movies. Um, but then you got The Sting, then you got Godfather Part 2, which beat Chinatown, which is, I don't know. That's I think those, those are really equally good, yeah. yeah. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest was 75. Beating. Looks like it's... That, wow, that was an interesting year. You had Barry Lyndon, Dog Day Afternoon, Jaws, and Nashville. Wow. Dude, the 70s fucking ruled. Yeah. 70s is just like... So much better. Movies are just objectively better then. Yeah. Then you had Rocky in 76. That was up against Taxi Driver and All the President's Men and Network. Wait, say that again. Taxi Driver, All the President's Men, and Network. And what one that year? Rocky. I like all of those movies more than Rocky. Me too. I haven't seen Rocky, though. And I haven't seen Network. Anyway, oh, Network's amazing. Annie Hall won the next year? Hell yeah. 77. Seems like, yeah, I enjoy every movie that won. Oh, yeah. Who it, hosted? It beat Star Wars, right? That was the big upset was... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Beat Star Wars. What else was up, up for the Oscar that year? Um, I'm trying to think what else came out. Trying to see who Close was encounters? presenting that year. I was curious. Yo, John Travolta presented that year. Kirk Douglas and Raquel Welch. Who Natalie Wood got up there. Um. Sorry, what'd you ask? I got wrapped up. What else beat? What what else was in the category for Best Picture in 1977? Oh uh, yeah, Star Wars, The Goodbye Girl, Julia, and The Turning Point. Julia, I've never heard of Julia or The Turning Point. No, I haven't either. But the good guy, the good, the good guy girl <laughs> has no business in that category. <laughs> Even though you've seen it a bunch of times. Yeah, but I've only seen it once as an adult, and it is not as good as at least Star Wars and Andy Hall. So then we got the Deer Hunter. 78. I don't really know. Like, I know some of these other movies, but nothing I've seen. Then Kramer vs. Kramer. I like Kramer vs. Kramer <coughs> a lot. That was up against All That Jazz, Apocalypse Now, Breaking Away, and Norma Ray. Huh. I've seen all those except for Norma Ray. I don't know, man. And then we got the 80s. Where Ordinary People beats Raging Bull. I haven't seen Ordinary People. And Elephant Man. But, yeah, Raging Bull and Elephant Man are absolute bangers. Yeah, this is where we start getting kind of goofy movies up in here. Chariots of Fire. In 81? Yeah. That was versus that was up against, like, Rears of the Lost Ark and Reds. Reds is really good. Then you got Gandhi, which be E.T., I want to see E.T. versus Gandhi just like a one-on-one. He's like a, yeah. Like in a fighting a game chair, or something. A chair match fight. <laughs> How would that play out? Gandhi would lose. I mean, I think it's kind of, actually, they seem like they're both kind of pacifists. Mm-hmm. So, I think it would just be like a stare down. That E.T. would win. Probably. I mean, Gandhi is probably really, you know, he's hungry. He's doing his hunger strike. He's feeble. E.T. is kind of the Chad in this situation. Yeah. He's got those magic glowing fingers. He's got um. He's got his homies. He drinks beer. He does. He drinks beer. <laughs> uh, he's got his homies back on his home planet. Yeah. Who can probably just like shoot a laser beam at Gandhi if he lifts a damn finger on E.T. If he tries to run up on E.T. But Gandhi beat E.T. and what else? Oh, Tootsie, The Verdict, and Missing. I have not seen The Verdict or Missing, but Tootsie... Tootsie's kind of good. Yeah, it's a good movie. And then... Something A a bit shit of a year. In 84? 83. Terms of Endearment? (sighs) And that beat The Big Chill, which... That's a disaster. That's fine. It's a disaster that they even nominated that. Then you had Amadeus um, up against a bunch of movies I haven't seen. Out of Africa. I don't know any of this stuff. Witness came out that year. Oh, Color Purple came out that year. Then you got Platoon. Yeah. 86 or 87? It's 86. I have only. Man. 
Yeah, it kind of starts. Oscar started getting a bit shit in the eighties. Yeah, that's when we're that. This is where we want to be, where we pick the worst. Winner. Dude, Fatal Attraction was nominated for Best Picture in '87. What? Fucking kidding me? That's look. <laughs> I watched that movie a lot, yeah. but it is not a great movie. <laughs> so that lost to The Last Emperor, the Steven Spielberg film. Uh, I guess so. Is that the one? No. Uh, no. I'm thinking of Empire of the Sun. Maybe. The oh, last number is a Bertolucci movie. Problematic fave. Just kidding. He's not my fave. I don't I've never seen any of his movies. Never seen any of his movies either. But then that Moonstruck and Broadcast News were also nominated that year. Broadcast News is a pretty good movie. So wait, who directed that? Um James Brooks, maybe? Yeah, James L. Brooks. Oh nice. Then you got Rain Man. That one best picture? Yeah. I think this is maybe where Oscar bait starts becoming a thing. Yeah, this is where the criteria is mm-hmm. that, crafted. What the working girl was nominated for best picture? Are you fucking like that's a fun movie, but Jesus. Then Driving Miss Daisy was eighty nine. So that Wait, beat, that one in eighty nine? Yeah, that beat my left foot. Okay, I always thought my left foot. But that like the big thing there was like everyone thought Do the Right Thing should win in nineteen eighty nine. Was it nominated? No. Insane. Dude, Dead Poets Society was nominated and lost? What the fuck? Do you like that movie? I do. I've never seen it. You gotta... Huh? Yeah, you probably like it. Really? Yeah. I think Why would I like it? Because it's a good good movie. <laughs> it's, vibes are good. The setting is cool. Robin no, Williams... I like The Fisher King. Robin Williams really popping off. I mean, yeah, you can like both. You <laughs> no, I can only like one. one Robin Williams movie and it's Fisher King. All right, fine. Mine's RV. I'm lying, actually. My favorite's uh, Bicentennial Man. World's Greatest Dad. The Irby Final Black. Cut. The, the what? The Final Cut. What is that? Um, It's a really weird Robin Williams movie. Me and Katie watched it the week when lockdown started, mm. where it's like uh, Robin Williams makes like, it's like a sci-fi movie where he makes movies for people's funeral after they die, where he takes like their memory. Mm-hmm. And like cuts out all the bad parts and just presents like a very pristine image. So like, he's sort of hardened by watching all the worst things people have done in their lives. Oh okay, that's kind of like Strange Days. Well, no. yeah, the Doors song. Maybe not really. No, the <laughs> Catherine Bigelow movie. Oh. Uh. <laughs> all right, now we're in the '90s. You know, actually, maybe movies got good again in the '90s because you got Dances with Wolves, which I've heard is kind of sick, but I've never seen it. 1990. 1990 was, uh, wow, that's a weird year, because you also got Ghost, Awakenings. I like Awakenings. I've never seen it. Uh, Godfather Part 3 and Goodfellas. I didn't know those came out the same year. Yeah. Well, I never thought about it, but yeah. That's interesting. Okay, then 91, you got Silence of the Lambs one. That's up against Beauty and the Beast, what, like the cartoon? No. Yeah, it is. It Wow. Okay. I mean, that's a pretty good movie. Yeah, I haven't seen it in a while. Uh, I haven't seen it in a while either, but it's pretty fucking good. <laughs> I'm a Gaston fan, personally. Sound gay or nothing, yeah. but it's a pretty good fucking movie. <laughs> there was also JFK <laughs> and Bog. I don't know, who cares? Unforgiven won the next year. 92? Yeah. That sounds... I mean, I haven't seen Unforgiven, but... Kind of badass. Heard it's I a heard sick movie. I heard sick, yeah. Then you got Schindler's List. What did it beat in... Who did it beat in 92? Uh, The Crying Game, A Few Good Men, Howard's End, and Scent of a Woman. Okay. So, Crying Game, I've only ever heard of the ending. I have no idea what that movie's about. Right. Uh, I don't know either. Scent of a Woman, I've only ever heard jokes about. Right. A Few Good Men is Aaron Sorkin, so I'm kind of leery about it. But it does have Jack. Yeah. And Tom. Oh, wait. I was I was mixing that up with... um. Is that the one with the Kaiser Soze? That's Usual Suspects. Oh, my bad. I don't like that movie. Really. I've never seen it. I just know... Yeah, it's not that good. That Kevin Spacey is Kaiser Soze. Yo, 93. We're moving on. Schindler's List. Best Picture? Yes. Someone was telling me that Spielberg's never won Best Picture, but... Well... That is a damn lie. Yeah, it's not true. I bet he won Best Director, too, did he? Was it a, was it a twofer? 
I don't know. Let me investigate real quick. Real quick here. You could probably just click on the movie, see what awards it won. It'd probably say Best Director under there. Right? Um, I thought Best Director would be higher up in this list. Best Original Song. Streets of Philadelphia from Philadelphia by Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, I guess they just didn't give Best Director this year. No, where is it? Oh, there. yeah, it was Spielberg. He, okay. He beat, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's fine. So someone lied out there. Someone told a fib <laughs> that he's never won it. Um, yeah. So that's, that's why Fablin's probably won't win Best Picture. Yeah. Forrest Gump, 94. Okay. We're getting shitty again. In 94, but what'd that be? Was Pulp Fiction nominated? Yeah. What else came out in 94? Uh, Shawshank Redemption, Quiz Show, which I've heard is good. I haven't seen it, though. Four Weddings and a Funeral. I kind of like that movie, but I don't see... I don't. That's not Best Picture material. Did Coen Brothers have a movie out in 94? Mm, I don't know. I haven't seen any Coen Brothers thus far, actually. Yeah, like not even a nominated? Mm-mm. And you got Braveheart, 95. That's, Beating. Uh, what? Babe? The movie about the pig was nominated for Best Picture? Yeah, the 90s. It seems like a lot of good movies won in the 90s. But a lot of... Uh, noodle. Noodle. Okay. Um, but a lot of weird shit was thrown in there. Apollo 13... 90, when was that, 96? Or is that nominated? That, that's also nominated with Braveheart. Yeah, right. Yeah. I'm still surprised, like, some of these movies I just haven't heard of. Uh, 96 was The English Patient. That was up against Fargo. There you go, first Coen Brothers nomination. Jerry Maguire. Never seen it. Shine, Secrets and Lies. Like, who's who watches this shit? So, 97 is Titanic, of course. That was up against, uh, okay, Full Monty. That's a pretty good movie. That's a Pasolini. Oh, wait, that's a different Pasolini. Goodwill Hunting, As Good As It Gets, L.A. Confidential. Yeah, I don't, I don't think any of those really stood a chance. Not that I'm a big Titanic fan, but... I don't know, man. As Good As It Gets is pretty fucking sick. Yeah, I actually haven't seen it. Okay, 98, this is where we get... Shakespeare in Love. Yeah, and that beat Saving Private Ryan. Mm-hmm. Spielberg, that loser. Yeah, that... Was losing again. Just couldn't do... He couldn't dip into the World War II pool twice, and... I also got Thin Red Line that year, which is an awesome movie. So... Wow. 99, you got American Beauty. I like American Beauty. So that was up against... The Matrix. No. Iron Giant. Yeah, where, where's the love for The Matrix? That's a good-ass movie. 99 was a big year. Matrix has more cultural resonance than The Cider House Rules, The Sixth Sense, maybe about equal I don't know. The Sixth, the Sixth Sense. Sense is pretty... The Insider. The, oh, The Insider Rules, though. Yeah. I haven't seen it. Green Mile. Okay, now we're in the 2000s. Now this is where we're... Check out Will Smith here. <laughs> yeah. That's after he gets slapped. Yeah. That's after he slapped. He slapped back. Uh, Gladiator. I haven't seen it. Me either. You got a beautiful mind. Also, yeah, right. Haven't seen it. That was up against Lord of the Rings. Oh, and your first Boz Lerman nomination for Best Picture. Milan Rouge. I've heard that movie sucks. I hate that movie. Then you got Chicago, which is okay. That was up against, like, uh, the next Lord of the Rings movie. And then, wow, third year in a row, Lord of the Rings finally won. That was against Seabiscuit, Mystic River, Lost in Translation, A Master Commander. Then you got Million Dollar Baby. Haven't seen it. That was up against uh, Brokeback Mountain. 
No, uh, that was the next year. Oh, that was one crash one. Crash beat Brokeback Mountain, Capote, Good Night and Good Luck, Munich. I haven't seen a lot of these. Then you had The Departed. Departed won Best Picture? Yeah. I like Departed, but that's not, I mean, like, that seems like one of those apology gives. Like, because Raging Bull didn't win. Mm-hmm. Goodfellas. Those are the only nominees I think you named. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Games of New York was nominated. Oh, but... But that movie kind of sucks. Yeah, what's up? Yeah, they really kicked the can down the road for that one. Yeah. I've heard Aviator's very good. That didn't win. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not big on Aviator. My parents reference the Aviator a lot. They're always talking about peeing in bottles. Yeah. They used to call me the Aviator, <laughs> to be honest. Um, what do you mean, really? Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty funny. They got your ass, David. I don't know. Is there a good scene where he's like obsessed with making it home in time for stuff? Mm, maybe. Because I was obsessed uh, as a kid with making it in time, making it home in time to watch Naruto or SmackDown. Nice. Yeah, I, I kind of had that, but with Yu-Gi-Oh. So my parents would call me the Aviator. <laughs> Aviator, he was really into uh, manga. Yeah. Yeah, this is kind of the ASMR portion of the podcast. So if you're still tuned in, uh, we're just reading Best Picture not, uh, yeah, winners and nominees. Yeah, we haven't really ripped any yet, but we'll get, once we get to the 2010s, I'm sure. 2007. 2007. Yeah, you got No Country for Old Men, that one. And that's, that was up against There Will Be Blood. That's an interesting year. Yeah, There Will Be Blood, Michael Clayton, which is an awesome movie, Juno. and Ato- Juno came out in 07? Atonement. Yeah. I thought that was 08. Whatever. Nope. Mm. So then you got Slumdog Millionaire. Well, what a year for Michael Sarah, Juno, and Superbad. He really oh. came out that year. Oh, yeah. He's the man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Slumdog Millionaire. That's when you got, like, Milk, Frost Nixon, Benjamin Button, The Reader. Dark Knight not nominated. I remember that was, like, a big talking point that oh, year was yeah. Dark Knight should be nominated. Which, honestly, maybe we're going off the I 70s metric. Yeah, it would be nominated, probably. Yeah, yeah why not? <laughs> so 2008 was the last year that only five movies were nominated. Then it started getting silly. Um, is that the first... That's the first David Fincher nomination, maybe? 2009? Yeah, or 2008. For Zodiac? No, Benjamin Button. Oh, shit. Fuck. Z- I don't Zodiac, even think about that movie. Zodiac was not acknowledged for shit. I mean, maybe it got nominated for something, but not Best Picture. Outlandish. So yeah, then 2009. That's where we're we're really just like going off the rails. Hurt Locker won that year, but I mean, God, like Inglorious Bastards came out. Avatar, <laughs> The Blind Side, District Nine. Uh, yeah, Serious Man. These were all nominated. Up, up in the air. Yeah. These are all nominations. Yeah. District Nine. Yeah. I used to, I loved the hell I loved that movie when it came out. Yeah, I've never seen it. I thought it was the sickest shit I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Um. Here, you know, I got to pee really bad. Yeah, put a pin in it. We'll pause it. So go ahead and. Yeah. Okay. Keep looking. This is 2010. We'll get to that. There's some heaters in 2010. So the Hurt Locker wins it. Hold on here. I want to go back to the 70s. I'm going to do some fact-checking on Dan's work here. Coming home. Heaven can wait. Yeah, he really uh, ignored a lot here. What the hell is airport? Okay, anyway. We're going back to 2009. Avatar. If I really don't want to have to engage with the Avatar franchise at all. But I feel like I gotta see two. Even the poster for this movie was a snooze. 
whatever. Blind side. Precious fool. The full name of Precious. Movie we all know is Precious based on the novel Push by Sapphire. What kind of fucking name is that? Just call it Precious. Precious based on the novel Push by Sapphire. What the fuck? Why is that the... Fight Club, based on the novel Fight Club by Chuck Palahniuk. Clockwork Orange, based on the novel Clockwork Orange by... Burgess Meredith, whoever fucking wrote that book. Just call it Precious. That's like a a tagline. Not a tagline, but like... A subtitle. Like, this is stupid. Hey. Dan. Yeah. Did you know the official name for the movie Precious is Precious based on the novel Push by Sapphire? No. Look at this. Yeah. No, I <laughs> just call it Precious. Yeah, I thought it was just called Precious. I had no idea. Or, simple, look, look, read this. On Wikipedia. Precious based on the novel Push by Sapphire. Or simply Precious. Yeah, let's go with Simply Precious. Yeah, let's just go with Simply <laughs> Precious. Yeah, my favorite movie is probably Precious based on the novel Pushed by Sapphire. And then my second favorite might be The Godfather based on the novel The Godfather by Mario Puzo. Okay, let's see. Um, 2010 is... No, let's go over 2009 a little bit. You you went and peed and I was kind of mumbling over here. <laughs> All right. We do got to wrap up in a few minutes. My 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 battery's getting low. Getting low. So yeah. Hurt Locker beat out Avatar, Precious, based on the novel Pushed by Sapphire. Up was nominated. Yeah, that was funny because Up and Up in the Air were both nominated. Yeah. Up in the Air filmed in Michigan, I believe. Oh really? I think. Dude, George Clooney loves being in movies that film in Michigan. Oh, yeah, some of it was shot in D- Detroit. Okay, uh, let's go on. 2009. 2010. So 2010's where I started watching pretty much all of the Best Picture nom- Or Actually, no, that wasn't until 2013. 2013's when I started watching all of them. But I've seen most of these. It was like King's Speech one that year. I saw King's Speech. I thought it was... I liked it, I think, at the time. Then, like, the further time went on, I was like, why did I care? Yeah. Why did I go see this? Why did I demand my dad take me to go (laughs) see this? (laughs) Kind of, yeah, it was kind of a mediocre movie. But, yeah, I mean, you also had had some good stuff that year. 127 Hours, I liked. Black Swan. Uh, Inception was okay. The Fighter. Social Network. Probably the best movie. Easily the best movie of this bunch. Black Swan's the only Aronofsky picture I like. Yeah, I forgot about that one. I do like that movie. True Grit, Winter's Bone. I remember True Grit. Toy Story 3. So yeah, they were just, they were going hard on the Pixar. They were like, finally we can nominate Disney movies now that we have more than five nominees. Yeah. Um, 2011 was The Artist. The movie stinks. What else came out that year? Um, Oh, Hugo. War Horse, Tree of Life, Moneyball, Midnight in Paris. Good movie. No, it's not. Anyway. <laughs> Extremely loud and incredibly close and uh, The Help. I thought The Help won for some reason. I don't know why I'm thinking that. Probably just because it was such a, uh, all the parents are going to go see this movie. Movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And the next year was Argo. Argo? It's all right movie. I remember I had to see it, and then I got it on Blu-ray for Christmas and didn't watch it. That's another situation where, because th- Zero Dark Thirty is nominated too, and I thought uh, that won, but I guess not. You also had Django Unchained that year. Sick movie. Yeah, Lee Miz. Shit movie. I like that movie, but it doesn't deserve to be here. Silver Linings Playbook is okay. Again, that's the only, like, of a director who I generally hate, like, that's the only one of his movies where I'm like, eh, that one's not bad. Um, what's his name? 
Amsterdam guy. David O. Russell. Yeah. Lincoln, Life of Pi, Beasts of the Southern Wild. I'm War, which I think is the first Michael Haneke movie to be nominated. Hmm. Then you had 12 Years a Slave. Does that have any cultural residence anymore? I don't think so. Oh, this is where Brad Pitt started uh, producing movies. Because that's a Plan B Pictures movie. And interestingly, Woman Talking and She Said, both Plan B Pictures. Interesting. Feels like Brad Pitt's... uh, He's like... Wants everyone to know he's a feminist or something. Yeah, he wants everyone to know he's a... He's a good guy. It was a strategic move after Angelina Jolie was like, yeah, he like physically threatened uh, me and our children. Doesn't mean he's not a fucking feminist. Don't ever, don't ever <laughs> think that that means I'm not an ally just because I threatened to beat up one woman. Yeah. Hey, look, just because I just, look, she's a fighter. <laughs> she could take me. God, I'm not gonna beat up some, uh, you know, sixty uh, pound woman. But yeah, 2013 is where I started watching all of the movies nominated. So I saw American Hustle, which was shit. I saw Captain Phillips, which was... Is that one Best Picture? It was nominated. Oh, okay. 12 Years of Slave won that year. I saw A Dallas Buyers Club, which was all right. I saw Gravity, which was all right. Her. Gravity? Uh, yeah. I remember thinking that movie looked fucking silly. Is, <laughs> isn't it just Sandra Bullock getting whipped around space for two hours? Yeah, pretty much. That's more of a you had to see it in the theater type of movie. Yeah, this sounds taxing. Dallas Buyers Club. Her. I don't really like that movie. Yeah. I had a bad time seeing it. it I didn't finish it. Weird vibe in the theater, but then you had Nebraska, which was okay. Philomena, which was kind of tacky, but fine, I guess, ultimately. Wolf of Wall Street also that year. That movie's awesome. Which I thought, yeah, when I saw that, it like blew my mind. I'm like, whoa, movies are awesome. I still think that movie is... That's very uh, high up there for my favorites. Yeah, I gotta watch it again. Um, Then you had Birdman 1 in 2014. That was kind of bullshit. You don't like Birdman? I liked it when I saw it initially, but I bet if I watched it again, it would be like, yeah, it's, whatever. It really hasn't It's held, just held like a one-shot thing. But Michael Keaton's very good in it. Yeah, I'm just like Whiplash came out that year, which I think is like a way more impressive movie. Yeah, and you also had you had a lot of. Is it the only good Damien? No, actually, I can't say that. I like La La Land, but you had a lot of shit nominated this year, like bad movies. I mean, like Selma, Theory of Everything, American I Sniper. See, I always see the picture of Theory of Everything as like a th- the thumbnail. Yeah, that movie stinks. And it's like, I I will never, ever in my life watch this, <laughs> even if a gun was in my mouth. <laughs> and I was made to. Uh, Imitation Game, which was okay, I guess. Grand Budapest Hotel, a good movie. Boyhood. I don't know. I've only seen it the one time. I've only seen the first five minutes of it. And then you get Spotlight. Uh, I've only seen the first five minutes of it. <laughs> um... Uh, Man, Man Max Fury Road was nominated that year. Really? Yeah. Tight movie. That is a good movie. You also had The Revenant, which kind of stinks. The Martian, yeah. Uh, Room. I didn't care about Room at all when I saw it. Bridge of Spy is probably the worst of this batch, to be honest. Bridge of Spy is The Martian right? tied for worst for me for 2015. Huh? That's Spielberg too, right? Yeah. Written by the Coen brothers too. What but the hell? So was, he was really putting together a super team. But it just is, it's such a nothing movie. Oh, Brooklyn was also nominated that year. You know, Brooklyn. So, yeah, Spielberg Actually, and the Coen like Brothers having, sharing a joint L there is kind of like uh, <laughs> Kobe Bryant, Shaquille O'Neal, Gary Payton, and Carl Malone losing to the Detroit Pistons in 04. Dude, it's exactly like that. It is precisely like that. Then we had, uh, you know, uh, La La Land, I mean, Moonlight in 2016. Uh, I, I, I like Moonlight. I like Moonlight. I don't like La La Land. I don't like Lion. Or I like La La Land. I don't remember Lion. 
Fences, not very good. Arrival was fine. Hacksaw Ridge was okay. Hell or High Water is a good movie. Yeah, oh, that was nominated? Yeah. I love Hell or High Water. Yeah, I like that movie. Ooh, Hidden Figures. Actually, I haven't seen that one. You said you sounded so excited about <laughs> it. Why did you? No, I'm more just like I just. It's just that one that you missed. <laughs> it's the one that I missed. Of, yeah, the, since 2014 or whatever, it's the one Best Picture nominee I haven't seen. Maybe I'll start watching every Best Picture nominee. I like it. I mean, not always, but it feels like it's kind of like a weird self punishment thing. I don't know. I don't need to unpack that. Yeah, don't. But maybe you, uh, you would maybe uh, them going down to three best picture nominations would help you. It would. Yeah. But it won't happen. Free your time up so you can do cool stuff like watch along or SVU. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Manchester by the Sea also came out that year. I think that's a good movie. Then you had Shape of Water. Yuck. Don't understand why. Look, I I liked that movie when I saw it. I haven't seen it since. But Best Picture, that's insane. One fa- what was it up against? It was up against Lady Bird. Yeah, Phantom Thread. Phantom Thread's way better. Call Me By Your Name. Also way better. And I said Lady Bird, but I don't think Lady Bird's as good as Phantom Thread or Call Me By Your Name. Uh, what else came out that year? You just snap at me. Well, I didn't mean to. <laughs> Uh, the post, which sucks. Yeah, fuck the post. That's another uh, super team put together by. Uh, well, what if I get Tom Hanks and Meryl Streep? Uh, Darkest Hour, which wasn't good. Donald yeah, Kirk. Darkest Hour is cool though because it's uh, Gary Oldman, famous for playing just like weird fringe characters, like uh, you know Sid Vicious or like a skin, racist skinhead. Or yeah, or. Uh, Commissioner Gordon that uh, white guy with dreads in True Romance yeah Commissioner Gordon <laughs> and uh, then Winston Churchill I also had like Dunkirk get out oh shoot my laptop's gonna die yeah so, uh, uh, you know we'll we'll put a pin in this talk about more later we'll table this and we'll, we'll talk, talk about the actual Oscar results next year okay, or not next year maybe next year I don't know okay yeah. bye